Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hey, before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they've been nice enough to offer some exclusive discounts for our listeners. Now, if you've watched us on YouTube, you all know how we love to display our kicks when we're not rocking them. Sneaker Throne makes sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights, drop side cases to showcase your entire shoe, not just the heel, not just the toe, shoe trees, a number of other sneaker-related accessories. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code HISTORY. You can find a link to Sneaker Throne in the description, or you can just head to sneakerhistory.com slash sneakerthrone, and it will send you directly to their site. Again, that's 10% off with the code HISTORY. Our friends at Prospect are the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. One of my favorite places. Prospect is not your typical hypebeast haven, though. They carry classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Puma, Saucony, as well as local and globally known streetwear brands like Belief, Illust, Rottweiler, Stussy, and many others. Not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dago collection. If you're a listener of the podcast, you can save 10% on all of your orders from Prospect through their website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prspctsd.com. If you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with our community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at sneakerhistory.com, and we'll get back to you with information about how we can partner. And now for today's episode... Georgian trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a move! LeBron James with no regard for human life. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Iverson against Gill. The crowd on its feet. Allen for the win. The Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Kingfall. I'm with my guys, Robbie Falke and Mike Guillory. We're going to talk about some basketball kicks tonight because uh, as we're recording this, the preseason kicked off. So, or at least for the Sacramento Kings, it did. But uh, what's good, fellas? How you guys doing? So, I, I don't know why, but it feels like it's been a while. Right? Jim Jones balling. <laughs> First thing he said, hoops. I saw balling. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm good. I'm Jim Jones good. I'm Jim Jones in 2006 good. <laughs> How about you, Mike? I, I can't. I can't beat that. I mean, I'm solid though. Yeah, Jim Jones, 2006, good is pretty damn good. <laughs> People have lived worse lives. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're just gonna get right into the business of things. Uh, we got a new review from Acu Marino, and it says, uh, "Reviewing after two years of listening, this podcast and YouTube." Videos are my weekly go-to for everything sneakers. From new cops, top five drafts, new sneaker releases, and who's who of special guests, Sneaker History brings humor, compassion, information, and information to the game. 
These podcasts is inclusive, thoughtful, and smart. All things a good sneakerhead needs in their life. The Patreon Discord community is also very informative and shares up-to-date info on release dates, raffles, and other sneaker-related info. Uh, that's a pretty solid review. I'm I'm definitely appreciative of that. Nice. Acu Marino. Um, we appreciate anybody that's going to leave us a review, but thank you as well for being a Patreon member and being a part of the Discord community because, you know, that, that community is... I can't say enough about what it, what it means to me to have people that are into sneakers without all the negativity that seems to be on social media with sneakers. So Word. thank you. Yep. I was like, this, this MF spitting right now. He got the whole <laughs> spectrum of congratulations right there towards us. And I'll, it's fantastic to be two years in and we've now converted you enough to leave a review. If there's any other listeners two years in, who have not yet left a review. Be like my man Marino over here. Go ahead and just drop one in. There's no late is not a bad thing. Doesn't matter when you do it. Just go ahead and do it. Yep. And you just shut one up. We appreciate it. Uh, Come do it. Yeah, definitely. So uh what are you guys rocking? What are you guys copping lately? <laughs> that look. I, I can go because I have them right here. I'm still wearing the Air Max 2021. Has not changed. It's been my everyday chore shoe. I go do the trash in it. I walk around the neighborhood. I'm like a dog. I have to get walked around the block every now and again. This has been my my shoe of choice still. Very nice shoe. Nice. And um, when it comes to copping, man, I'm not going to lie. The, the Jordan 12 that isn't the taxi, like the gold-plated taxi, has kind of been on my mind. That's kind of what I'm looking for. It's It's weird. Didn't think I liked that shoe so much, but I keep seeing more images of it, and I'm definitely a fan. Nice. What about you? Yeah. Well, I broke out the... Ambiguously. (laughs) I broke out the answer for today. Uh, Didn't. I just went to a grocery store, but check out, hey, throw them on. And um, copping, I mean... I'm on that same, you know, I'm a broken record right now. October 12th, I'm, I'm here ready to take either a happy first time victory or sad millionth loss trying to get a pair of those Gundam dunks. So we'll see, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rain on your parade. Rob, Robbie already did that last episode. He's so, done it. Know, I mean, you get I almost it. did it again too. I'm going to bite my lip. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some entries oh, in the cool. discord for you. Cause not everybody's oh. after it, but yeah, it's a pretty dope looking release. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I what did I wear today? I wore the Colette Kith Puma Disc Blaze today, and I just love all the Colette stuff because that royal blue is beautiful. I like they stick to the same palette every time. It just kind of mimics my style with replacing the orange with blue, which I can't really do. You know, as as we get into the playoffs here, I can't be doing that stuff. So I had to get it out of my system. And then starting Friday, you know, I might be showing up with a mohawk and orange hair and all that shit. So um, in case anybody's wondering, the Giants did win the National League West and beat the Dodgers. So shout out to my Giants fans out there. It's the odd year thing, right? The Giants are only good in odd years. Well, it used to be. Or is it they, even it years? was only, it was it used to be even years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. Good is good, but what's funny about that is 
Nick's been growing out this mullet that we can barely even see. So I'm curious to see what a, a orange mohawk would look like. It's it's, it's going to have some height. People aren't ready. Yeah. Um, as far as Coppin, uh, I don't think there's anything that I'm really like ready to pull the trigger on. I did think it was cool that Noah and Vans brought back like uh, the Caballero, you know, high top, which just that shoe hasn't been really given as much love as the half cab rightfully. So the half cab is a way better shoe, more comfortable and the shoe for, for Steve Caballero. But I just thought it was cool that they brought it back and like the colors are kind of interesting. Not really what you would expect on a van shoe looks a little nicer material too. So I thought it was pretty dope. Um, but I obviously didn't pick them up or anything, but if, if those are the ones sitting around, those are the, those are one of those shoes that if you end up at the outlets and you see them for, you know, 50, 60 bucks, you definitely scoop up a pair. Yep. I got to go on this, a little baby comment to the outlet. I went to the Nike outlet for the first time today in years. I've sworn it off. So I don't need to go buy really any shoes, honestly. So I, I try to stay away and I went in there today just to kill some time. And it was awful, man. There's like the the worst selection of shoes I've seen because there used to be stuff where you would maybe pump the brakes and see if it goes on sale five, six months down the road at the outlet. Now I'm looking at stuff out there and it's like, man, it's pandemic maybe hit so hard that stuff six months ago, like just isn't there. That was if it was cool and normally would be at an outlet, maybe just enough didn't get produced or whatever might have happened. They had 24 pairs, I counted, 24 pairs of size 18 LeBron 18 Monstars, those big purple LeBron 18s, 24 <laughs> pairs of them in size 18, not one other size of the LeBron 18 back there. But this time of the year, the 19's about to come out. That's when you historically could find some good signature shoes before the next crop of signature shoes come out ready for NBA season. And that just wasn't happening today. And I was I was a little bummed, not going to lie. One positive takeaway was I got to hold the Bordeaux sixes in hand finally. Oh. And that's a beautiful shoe. If you get a chance to go buy it, of course, they only had youth sizes and returns, but it felt fantastic. Go buy that shoe. And the BW, the new retro of that, buttery materials. It's kind of an awkward ankle. It was a size 10 and a half. And the ankle was like a big black and white cookie. Like a New York frosted cookie, way too big of an ankle hole, but the materials felt very nice. So nice. if you're looking for a BW, check an outlet. They could have a return there. Good materials. But we're going to talk signature shoes. I wanted to bring up the outlet hunting. We got the new crop coming out. They had some old Kyrie lows, like really old lows and some not great colorways. So well, there's there's been a lot of Kyrie. talk about the about the like especially the discount retailers the outlets and the marshalls and Nordstrom rack type places are going to really struggle through the holidays because there's just not the supply chain is still all messed up from covid and all the shipping yeah. stuff that's been going on so i wouldn't be surprised yeah, yeah. if the, the outlets kind of suck for a while um but it's one of those things i think you know I feel like there's always been times like that, even without like the shipping and the supply chain issues that are going on right now. I remember, you know, I, I think as sneakerheads, you just end up going anyway, right? You're like, you swear it off for a while and then it's like, okay, let me go check this out. I got, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. 
And then you get into that habit of like, well, I should probably just stop by and check, you know, like Ross is on the way home or Marshall's on the way home or I've been to the Adidas outlet for a few weeks. And then next thing you know, you're like, yeah, this just sucks. There's nothing. And then you, it's like, it's almost like, you you know, it's almost just like a bad relationship, right? You, you, you can't turn it off. You can't go away from it, but (laughs) try to. And then next thing you know, you're like, okay, here I am back again. Damn it. I haven't found anything. You hit up a booty call and you know, the booty's like a five out of 10. You're like, well, (laughs) uh, (laughs) a man's got to eat Mr. Leahy. If you watch Taylor park boys, but, um, also, yeah, man, there's, there's some good eating though for the next NBA season. There's definitely some, I would say some peaks and not even so much valleys, but I would say some peaks and then some lower mountains in the background. There's definitely some highs with what we're seeing here. And there's some notable exceptions. So we haven't seen the new Damian Lillard shoe yet. We haven't seen the new James Harden shoe yet. Um, I mean, Paul George, I don't know what they're doing with that line. He keeps going back to older shoes. So we haven't seen that yet. I mean, obviously the Kobe stuff is over for now. So it's a very interesting time for some brands. Some are waiting to pop off. Some are losing some options. I mean, it is, time. it is interesting. The Kobe stuff is over for now. And we'll, we'll get into the, the other talk around NBA players, maybe at the end of this episode or in a future episode. But there's been a lot of players wearing new colorways of the Kobe's already this season. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure that. I'm sure that we'll be seeing plenty of back and forth between, you know, the Bryant estate and Nike. But what's interesting, I don't want to stay on that. The people wearing it, DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Davis, are people who probably have like the green light. I mean, from Vanessa, I have no idea what these relationships are like, but like obviously the Laker big man star is going to still have access to that. He loves playing in those. They're not going to deprive him of that. And I don't think Vanessa would do that either. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes with players. I want to give it two years, if not one year, that we're going to start getting Kobe's again. They're going to they're going to end up striking a deal. I feel like um, just there's too much too much heat they're putting on court. I mean, there's I hate to say it this way, but when it comes down to like the brass tax, there's too much money to be made that's being left on the table for both parties. I think they're going to end up striking a deal at some point. And that kind of leaves us with the rest of Nike basketball. Why don't we go go ahead and start there? Because I actually had one other return in hand. It's one of our shoes here. The KD-14. I had a chance to actually put it in my hands today and mess around with it. And it's an interesting shoe. I, I think it's great for what he needs as a player with now a recent history of leg injuries, lower body injuries. That shoe felt really stable. It felt really wide. It felt really secure. It wasn't my cup of tea personally, but I can see somebody who like wants to have an added layer of like peace of mind in the back of their head that like my shoe isn't going to slip. It just felt really clunky in a good way. It wasn't heavy. Just it was a very boxy, supportive shoe. So not my cup of tea. Would you guys have any particular thoughts on what KDs and me wearing this year? And a lot of the league, let's be honest, a lot of people wear KDs. With the KDs, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird life cycle because I feel like he started wearing them halfway through the year. They've done some really cool things with it, like the whole KD Kyrie pack, and now we're 
kind of in a point where I we've seen him a lot now. Now we're how long is he actually going to wear the fourteen before he switches to you know what we would guess would be the fifteen? I mean, kind of makes sense, but. Is it going to be like an all-star game switch up, a Christmas Day switch up? It's just because of COVID, every like the the life cycle of shoes have gotten all wonky, and I just I feel like this one's not going to be long lasting in in the you know beginning of the NBA season. I mean, I think I think we've always kind of been on a weird like KD timing wise thing, right? Like his shoe is almost always a few months before the season even starts, right? He seems to be like the first player to like announce the next version. But, you know, obviously with the bubble and all that stuff, everything's been thrown off. But I I think, I mean, I like the KD. I I haven't seen it in person, but I like, aesthetically, I like it. Um, I don't know that I like all the colorways because there's some that are just too funky. But, um I'd I'd be interested in, in getting a pair if if there's you know the, something like the KD I just assume there's going to be a ton of colorways and there will always be something that hits you know a seventy dollar price point yeah. and that's where I would pick it up probably yeah I feel the same way well particularly this time do you think either one of you think that like health has more to do with it because like Penny Hardaway back in the day the she's not on the court the player's not on the court. It's gonna mess up the lifestyle. You might want to push it out longer to actually get those images of him in it. Like, it's a great looking shoe. I mean, I don't have any kind of issue with it. I think it actually looks really nice. It's, there was kind of a lull in his line. I felt like where um, I guess the thirteen kind of started bringing some more life back, but they kind of started looking kind of like too basic in a sense of they didn't look signature shoeish. But this one, I think the fourteen did a really good job. But I just I feel like you're gonna get a couple couple months in it then i think he's gonna i feel like christmas to me is where he's gonna introduce something new definitely yeah i mean I, I, I don't know i i i guess like it's hard for me to like think about if it matters if it's worn on court at this point because these guys are just in your face all the time yeah. and you know on the flip side of that like if kd walks into the arena carrying a pair of Travis Scott's or off whites. I still don't want a pair of off whites, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's not going to influence me really in that, in that way. I think it, it always kind of, it's, it sounds cliche, but it, it really does come back down to the story of the shoe, the color of the shoe, all the kind of basic things that we like expect from like signature shoes, you know, sometimes that can be like way over the top and, and, you know, beyond me other times it's like oh cool you know the nerf kd4 was great like that's nostalgia and new and all of the you know the points that are going to get me interested in the shoe um but i i wouldn't be surprised if if we see kd at some point go like more towards the way lebron approaches wearing shoes if he's if he's on the court more because I do think that him not playing definitely hurts the line, right? Like you've got to be able to see him in it to a certain point. Right. And, but if you can get to the point where you're at, you know, like LeBron has so many colorways and so many storylines that are out there for him to, you know, to sell GR colorways, right? Like people aren't getting LeBron probably wears what 70% of the shoes he wears are PEs at this point, probably. Roughly, yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. I mean, he's wearing a new pair, a new color every day. 
you know, roughly a hundred throughout a season, if not more. Um, and, and KD, you know, I think that formula seems to work, right? I don't know that it makes sense for Nike to spend that kind of money on every player in their roster, but if that's the formula, even if you cut it down to, you know, 40 or 50 of your own colorways, it makes the, it plays into that hype and that unattainableness that, you know, sneaker collectors, sneakerheads love. Mm-hmm. But don't you feel like at this point that it looks like, I know LeBron does pay, play a ton of PEs, but I feel like with the LeBrons at least, kind of taking him in as, as a, his own sample, uh, I feel like they're just kind of testing to see what, what works because it feels like a little bit more than 50% of those PEs that LeBron plays in, they show up on a market somewhere for everyone to buy, whether it is general release or it is going to be you know LeBron watch, whatever you want to call it. I, I feel like we're kind of – it's hard for – to, to find that thing you're talking about, Nick, the kind of that super like, oh, that's really cool. I'll never get that, but it's nice to see the player playing in it. Gives me some more energy. Like, ooh, I want to go buy, a, you know, the LeBron just because of that. I just feel like now people are just so – we're so trained to say, oh, it'll be out and, you know, we'll, we'll get an exclusive drop on sneakers or whatever if we watch this game. We're, we're so primed for that. If we don't get it, we don't want to buy the shoe because everyone's like, all right, well, I saw him wearing the Travis Scott's like you mentioned down the tunnel. I'll just go spend a 1000 bucks on those as opposed to buying a – PE, you know, performance shoe. So I think it just makes it hard all the way around with the way people consume sneakers now. Yeah. But I mean, I, I would, I would argue that if you're, if you're buying a pair to hoop in, you know, the color really doesn't matter as much to Fair. the consumer as Fair. it does to, you know, I mean, LeBron has always wanted to wear his own colors and not mm-hmm. have them available for people, right? And that, that's not a bad thing. He's still yeah. you still get the chance to buy fifty different colorways of LeBron every time <laughs> a new model comes out, right? So um I think I think that I I still think there needs to be a balance in that too. I think that a player exclusive colorway, you know, that helps create buzz within the sneaker community, even if it's not a shoe that sells, even if it's not a shoe that you see a whole lot of, you know, like uh, even even in the media day stuff, I forget who wore the Penny LeBron sevens, right? Like the Heroes Pack Penny sevens oh, yeah, were yeah. on somebody's feet for media day, and you know that shoe is is not a public publicly available shoe. Yeah, like some people got it, but like that's not something that is never gonna get that. <laughs> you know, like they're not selling a, a an Orlando colorway or an Orlando story of LeBron shoes in any way, but. Because they did that, it becomes a thing that can kind of live longer in other ways, right? And I think mm-hmm. I think that if if brands and designers and you know colorists and all these people that work on these signature lines aren't thinking about long term things like that, you're missing out. Like the brands need to be thinking about that, right? Because if Le- let's say LeBron has a you know a Space Jam exclusive colorway of his 19. Maybe it's just his for a while. Maybe there's others that, you know, get produced and maybe there's some that float around, but like two years from now, if, or three years from now, if PJ Tucker or any number of people that are going to wear really rare stuff on the court, wear it, then that helps the LeBron line in a huge way, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's going to be the buzzworthy news around that shoe. Not that LeBron wore it because it's just another one of a hundred that LeBron's going to wear. And I think those are the things that, you know, we could, we could definitely see 
brands shift and do things in different ways. I mean, obviously production is going to be, you know, supply chain stuff is going to be really the big question mark on everything for this season as to like how all those stories come to life, because we've seen it with everything, right? Even the Gundams are pushed back again. Like, you know, everything gets pushed back because they just can't keep up on the deliveries. And, you know, it's, it's kind of good, right? Like I like it in a sense. I like that. She's just showing up when it shows up, you know, like you don't have to plan every sneaker purchase and release for, from here until, you know, 2068. Like nobody needs to know a hundred years of releases ahead of time, the way that people pretend to. You don't have to be told what's hot. Sometimes you have eyes and you're going to see what's cool. And I think we just spent a lot of time on Nike basketball. So I'm going to pivot off of that. But the LeBron stuff is very interesting. Nick, you bring up that great point of, him wearing it doesn't matter, but five years down the road, maybe a colorway that matches a young, I almost said Jalen Green, but he's Adidas. Um, Cade Cunningham in Detroit. Let's say um, he goes back and tries like a PE of a shoe LeBron wore against Detroit in the Pistons. You know, there's something yeah. he can do there 10 years that makes it way cooler than LeBron could ever do on his own. Um, speaking of young cats and way cooler, Trey Young's shoe has been getting a lot of positive reception from people. Yeah. The new Trey, I believe it's called, it's like the Trey One. Trey Young One. The box yeah. is super cool. It's like, don't forget the people who have doubted you or something like that. Talk about, don't forget people who have slept on you. Trey, I slept on Trey Young. I was like, man, you got destroyed in that Luka trade. But <laughs> one team has now been in the Eastern Conference Finals and one team has not. So Trey Young is official. And like Nick was just saying, we've seen a lot of colorways. We've only had one drop, but we've seen a black and yellow we've seen um oh like icy um, icy yeah. yeah ice cream i see yeah. all these different looks we don't know when they're coming out but i'm now excited to see them you don't have to tell me every little thing just let me see some looks mm-hmm. and i'll make that decision myself oh. but how are you guys feeling about that any any thoughts about the trey young i'll probably snag a pair um just because i really want to i'm interested especially the kind of new direction that adidas is going um you know, shout out to the designer who's really been taking chances out there because if I'm not mistaken, he designed the James Harden five, although that one may not have been like the best performer overall. I think it looked great. And I think they're kind of going in direction of making shoes look like signature shoes at Adidas. So I think that's probably the big thing. It has a diff- different look. It doesn't look like just a, oh, inline shoe that you slap anyone's name on it. It could be whoever's shoe. Trey Young's has a very specific look. It does take cues from some other, uh, other shoes out there. But it has his own identity, and I think what, what Trey Young has become, especially with with uh, him becoming this character who really uh, the whole city of New York hates, it's only going to be up for him with this shoe as long as his performance keeps keeps uh, you know really putting them in a spotlight. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the I think the Adidas stuff is is pretty solid. I would I would love to see people like get more into it. And I think there's colorways that make it potentially something that people could be into mm-hmm. outside of just like the standard I'm going to hoop in these, right? Like that Atlanta 96 colorway that's got like the green and the red Fire. and pink hues. I mean, based off the Atlanta Olympics, like if you remember that era, those logos, like that's a, that's a, it's a huge like home run of a colorway in my opinion. I don't like green normally, but like that shoe and that nostalgia that kicks in just a little bit, right? Because the shoe has nothing to do with 1996. 
But like once you hear that connection and you see it, it's like, oh, shit, I could definitely rock with a pair of those. And I think, you know. I think, you know, to your point about the New York thing, that's where you I would lean into that so hard. I mean, I would just lean into that so hard with like I would make everything about you know, <laughs> Madison Square Garden and the Knicks and the Nets. Yeah, and like, big Apple colorway. Let's yeah, go. Like just no. all of it. The big flexes you do in New York colorway, but have like the hues of orange and blue just off. <laughs> it's like just orange and blue off enough. So it's like, what the, what the hell is this? And it's not supposed to be Knicks. It's Trey Young, baby. But just from Nightwing's review of them, the shoe is low, but it fits like a next level. It's like the laceless stuff mm-hmm. by adidas so i'm very interested in that great looking shoe the donovan dawn issue three spider mitchell's much like the kevin durant's on a weird cycle right now due to just life but that's another very signature looking adidas basketball mm-hmm. shoe i think we're gonna be seeing a lot of yep 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 um i think he's a good thing going he has a great model that he's uh, kind of working with with adidas in a sense of the marketing's great. He has a built-in, like, with his nickname, built-in Marvel uh, collaborations all the time, which always seem to do really, really well. They may not sell all out, but the, the good ones, you know, the, the ones that are really top tier sell out pretty much immediately. Um, he had a great collaboration with Will Smith and Bel Air Athletics, but it just was in a weird time. Like, the season hasn't started yet. It had, came out, like, a week or two ago. Great, great collaboration. But, again, just like you mentioned, Robbie, it's in a weird cycle where if they would have pushed that – release back a couple weeks to when the season starts in what two weeks that would have been an awesome first uh you know opening night colorway that would have got some buzz boom we would have had you know more people rocking them in the streets as opposed to just hoopers yeah i think i think this i think the adidas stuff you know the fact that they're kind of getting creative with where they put the three stripes just you know not as like stringent on the way that the designs are, are put together is is really like you know it's gonna they're, it's just gonna be more successful because of that right and you know it's it's easy to recognize it in my opinion i do think that like the you know the uh the, the bel-air i forget what the actual thing was right like the jersey bel-air jerseys or whatever yeah, it's like, um, yeah. yeah something like that but like so the interesting thing about all of these shoes is they they release for the the players right and the players wear them in the nba but high school kids already started playing ah, you know like they needed these shoes a month ago right so mm-hmm. i always thought that kd kind of had an advantage in that sense because his shoes were typically always a little early um but to your to your point mike like not having the you know the spotlight on the colorway like that when you've got such a big partnership, you know, it definitely is, you know, who's to say if it'll, if it, you know, will sell well or not. I mean, yeah. I think all of these shoes probably are manufactured at, at levels that, you know, the goal isn't to sell out of them. The goal is to sell, you know, That's I don't know, 70% of them <laughs> at full price. Right. Yeah. Because you don't need to sell out a shoe in order to make money, obviously. Correct. Robbie, you're on mute, bud. That's one thing I really love about this Adidas basketball stuff is that though I hate the term, I'm just built different. This Adidas stuff is just built different. (laughs) Whether you like that different or you don't, 
that's up to for you to, to decide. But they're giving you a different looking option. If you're with it, want something more funky, it's there for you. Mm-hmm. Great options. Another funky one is that Puma LaMelo, the MB1. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, so that shoe literally looks like, and maybe I need to see more colors to just at all monochrome orange. That's typically not going to be the best example of what a shoe can look like if it's all screaming orange. But that looks like a build a shoe on 2K. <laughs> no. I got to see more of it, it to, to, to be determined. But you guys rem- not- remember the uh, was it the KD six lifestyle? That reminds me of that shoe. But what, what Puma's doing when it comes to these performance models, I think they may have had one miss with this this Nitro. This last one, people didn't like it as much. But if it is in line with with the rest of these shoes, I'm really interested, especially with their first signature shoe with a real hooper. No no shots to J Cole, but someone who's actually going to be on the court with this, they're nine to five. He's rookie of the year. What did they put in that shoe for him? Because the only thing I've seen so far is Jalen Rose showing it off on his Instagram, just really quiet showing the shoe. But I want to know what's in the shoe because you're 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 betting the farm on this kid right now. Because he is not your first signee, but he's your first one to, to go all the way in. Let's let's see what this kid has. So I'm really interested to see again better colorways. I'm not a big all red, all orange, whatever color that shoe is. Um, and the only thing I don't like is the big, his logo on it is too big. They need to shrink that sucker down because it's big gaudy. So what's his logo on it? It's that firebird looking thing on the tongue. Yeah, his tattoo that he has. Which I think that kind of so, goes around the ankle too. Yeah. Oh, uh, kind of why Trans Am is cool. Some people might think they're corny. Some people see that firebird and go, hell yeah. So <laughs> maybe, you know, having a big, and I'm not even kidding, having a big bird, like a tattoo like bird on the front is going to be like polarizing. But Lamella's what, like 18 and hella tatted up already. So I was like, that, that's his style. He's not doing stuff really to like make you comfortable. Yeah. Not his job, do. I mean, I, is- I, I'm not like a huge fan of that aspect of the shoe, but like, I like the all orange, obviously, <laughs> but I, I like what I like about it the most is the small Puma logo because it's different than most of the Puma stuff, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything that's like super heavily branded is like, okay, cool. We, we know that it's a Puma shoe, right? And at the end of the day, that logo being, you know, half of the shoe is going to scare most people away from it, to be honest, especially when it comes to basketball shoes, right? People yeah. want to swoosh on their shoe or they want, you know, a Jordan logo or something, generally speaking, right? Like it's a huge percentage of people that that want that regardless. But if you take away logos altogether and make the logos small, you know, obviously with the exception of his personal logo and that that's on this shoe, you know, I think it opens up to more people and, you know, more potential fans of the shoe. Definitely. I think there is room for me to have more love for it. I think it'll grow on me a little bit, but I don't think it's for the new cats. I mean, it's not for the old, it's not for the new kids. I mean, it's for the new kids. It's not for the the veteran. I don't think the veteran people like people. I don't care that much about LaMelo Ball, but I'm Robbie. I'm not millions of people who are his followers online. Like (laughs) I am way out of like, yeah, I'm, I'm way outnumbered on that. So I think it's going to do good stuff for that next generation of kids. Speaking of doing good stuff, 
Langston Galloway, the luckiest man on earth, he benefited so much from the Phoenix Suns going to the finals. When was the last time we ever saw Langston Galloway like <laughs> like nationally on like a, a, a tunnel walk up? Never. I mean, he happened to parlay that. No, <laughs> NBA circles, yeah, sneakerhead circles for sure. I follow him on Instagram. I'm always looking at his stuff. But I mean, like on ABC, yeah. and like yeah, broadcast normally not yeah. happen for Langston Galloway. Parlayed that perfectly for his new ethics sneaker brand, which unique design, original design, doesn't have a swoosh on it. But to Nick's point, it doesn't have another logo on it, really. Mm-hmm. It's on the tongue. But this shoe, it's not for a lot of people. But for the people who are going to be interested in it, either from the story and the storytelling lifestyle, all the way to somebody just being like, hey, I heard you like basketball. Here's a Christmas gift of a basketball shoe. It's not a bad looking shoe and you're not going to be like swooshless and you're not going to be, well, you're swooshless, but you're also not like have a big Dada logo on it. Right. There's a difference <laughs> between like the jester crown and a swoosh where they have nothing than a jester crown. So it's like, it works. What do you guys think? I, I, I love seeing the new, the new brands or independent brands come out there. Uh, because especially with players, like you have uh, him, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, just guys out there who are really doing it themselves and taking it upon their, their own. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think Montrez Harrell is actually playing. And you guys, I know Nick will remember uh, the, the uh, Saya, Sia Collective. I think he has a basketball shoe now that Montrez Harrell is playing in. Um, I thought that's I saw it on crazy. Instagram not too long ago, and it's like, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I like Starberry. Yeah. It's happened before. Okay. I mean, Starberry, different, but ultimately they give you a basketball shoe at a lower price point. Even Shaq's shoes, right? I mean, clown mm-hmm. it for what you want. Shaq's put shoes on kids at an affordable price across the country. So, F you. We got something bad to say about Shaq. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this shoe is probably if not the best looking shoe of all the shoes it's definitely top two or three for me Um, big baller brand duh oh yeah big baller brand (laughs) but i i mean i think i think langston is is an incredible dude to begin with and to me it's this is like this is what sneakers will eventually become this is what they should become is people that wrap up more than just like a colorway or a story or whatever, people that actually live to a certain, you know, level, I guess. And him naming the brand ethics and, you know, his personal lifestyle choices, you know, like it all aligns. Right. And that's where you can really get behind a person. And I think, I think that that's where, it's hard because, you know, with the bigger brands like a Nike or something, right? It's like, okay, do you care about what's going on in the world or do you not, right? Because that's always going to be, you know, that's always the debate, right? We've talked about it on previous episodes where it's like, is is Nike just, you know, aligning with Colin Kaepernick because it's convenient? Or do they actually believe in these things where, mm-hmm. you know, if you get enough you know, if you get enough going for yourself and you can create your own, your own, you know, 
signature shoe or, or, you know, brand, then go for it. And then you, you know, you bring along those people that believe in the same things that you do or similar things that you do. And you inspire like a very specific group of people to become like really dedicated fans for your cause. I don't want to go mega off topic, but even like the Allison, Allison Felix stuff and running. Right. So it's like, if you have the means financially and the vision and the network of people who can help you realize it, fuck it, go for it. Right. I mean, people have squandered money on dumb shit. That's like betting on yourself and trying something with an entrepreneurial spirit. So nothing bad can come from there. Speaking of people you just love though, I honestly hate the golden state warriors lakers fans for life but i can't not like clay thompson like there's there's a clay thompson hateful bone in your body you need to look in the mirror and see what's wrong with you because if (laughs) i can look past it fantastic human being historically have not been able to look past the anta shoes the new kt anta seven though anta kt seven flip that up a little bit be seeing him working out in it with his, you know, Jackie Moon Afro going on. But that's a good looking shoe and might be the best looking shoe that we talk about tonight. And it's an Anta shoe. How does that make you feel? I'm cool with it. I mean, you know me. I'm I'm up I'm to a, try any any brand. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean yeah, it that's, looks, how, that's it looks how I feel. But I, I I'm just a fan. Like mm-hmm. it looks dope. The Gordon Hayward shit's tight. Aaron Gordon shit was tight, is tight. A lot of weird, not weird, there's overseas brands that may be foreign or weird to us. You know, used to three options in life in America now, capitalism. There's some good stuff overseas, though. So don't sleep. It's kind of hard to get. Let's real talk, especially if you have bigger feet. Yeah, I've never seen a 13. So never, never happening. But if you have the foot size to justify it, maybe go show Clay some love because hope he comes back at full strength in that shoe. Darn, darn good looking shoe. Um, let's wrap up, though, really quick on this. I guess the man that made basketball cool. I went on a little tangent about this a couple of days ago. We wouldn't be having these conversations without Michael Jordan, right? Because nobody cared about shoes to that point, really. of What's that guy wearing until Michael Jordan came around? He's the one who made this all cool, marketing, yada, yada. Basically, he's been doing that crap for 36 years. So we have the Jordan 36, the brand's most recent offering. And I was telling Nick before we started recording, this is easily the lightest basketball shoe I've ever felt. The Leno Weave. It's like, yeah, Leno Weave. This see-through material you can see completely through. Out of this world, supportive. It's, it's just nuts. I've never ha- held the basketball shoe. When I hold this particular one, it reminds me back. It makes me think back to like the Jordan 28. And it's how this confused I was by it. Like how they get this much tech, how they get a design like this into a basketball shoe. And when now when I see the 36, almost 10 years later, I'm thinking the same thing. Like how can basketball shoes get much more better than this? Like how is Jordan brand... At 185, getting this much under this hood, and it takes Kyrie, what, 140? One, I think they get 140, 160 for a Kyrie now. Mm-hmm. Does not have this kind of tech in it. The LeBron at 225 might have more different kind of tech, but bang for your buck, overall package, I can't see a better shoe like 185 
than this Jordan 36 and may not be the best lifestyle shoe, but Michael wants these to be technical shoes. He wants people to go play in it. You're going to do some basketballing in that shoe. I mean, that's what happens hooping. when you have to, when you have the keys to the castle, man, when you've, you've proved your worth for so long that he's able to get all that stuff in his shoe. When you look at Kyrie, I mean, his stuff is super basic. I think the most you're going to get is a little bit of foam. You're going to get one zoom turbo bag in the, in the forefoot, but LeBron, again, you do so much, you get the keys to the castle, but I always look at LeBron's as like a muscle car. And then the George is like a very like fine tuned, like European sports car, the way they built in the shoe. Good analogy. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, it's hard for me to actually think about paying 180 or $200 for a pair of basketball shoes at this point, right? Because of all the shoes we've already talked about, even like the, we didn't, we didn't get into it, but like the latest Curry shoe is, is better looking than most of the previous Curry shoes. We'll come back to that in another episode. It's such a good shoe. We got to talk about that more. Solid. I mean, and and you mentioned the Gordon Haywards, right? Like the Gordon Hayward two is, is phenomenal to me. If it had a swoosh on it, it would be one of the most popular shoes in the world right now, in my opinion, because it just has like a, a, it has all the little things about it that, that you want in the story of a basketball shoe. But for me, like that's the crazy part is like, we're getting to the point where, you're either just you're getting Jordans to 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 get Jordans, not to necessarily play. Like, yeah, you want them to play in them, right? Like, if 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 we're handed a pair of Jordans right now, we're going to go out and hoop in them just to see how they play. But like, there's so many shoes out there that are at a let's say 140. I think what's the Trey Young? Trey Young's 140, probably something like that. Something like That's that. 130, 140. Oh, yeah, the spiders, something around there. I mean, uh-huh. like I, I totally, you know, I, I want the Jordan 36. I want the Jordan 30. I, I always want the Jordan model because I want to, I want to compare it to 35 years of me playing in Jordan shoes and, and owning yeah. Jordan shoes. Right. But in terms of like, if you were going to just go out and buy a basketball shoe to play in, there's so many good shoes out there right now that you know regardless of of like aesthetics right because i will say the competition for the jordan shoe all has a very similar look and feel like there's not a there, there's like not one design cue that stands out from all the shoes we've talked about today except for the jordan 36 the 36 looks completely different maybe maybe the exception is the lebron right like the lebron obviously looks like a beast compared to everything else but like even even like the Kyrie and the KD, right? They've had very similar vibes for the past, you know, four or five years. As a sneakerhead, as somebody who's a basketball fan, you know the difference. The average consumer that's just picking up a pair to hoop in at, you know, 24 hour or the Y or something, they might not know like what what the difference between a, a KD and a Kyrie is because the aesthetic isn't that different. And I would even say like, you know, there are certain uh there are certain anti shoes and leaning shoes that look a lot like, you know, the ethics from Langston Galloway. But I think that's also like an interesting place where we've gotten to with basketball shoes is like, how do you individually or as a team take 
this particular shoe and this particular product and elevate the story and elevate the excitement for this particular shoe in a world where what 90% of the shoes that are being sold right now are low and mids, you know, like they're just not high top basketball shoes anymore. Right. Like when you held up the 36, I was like, damn, it actually looks higher than I thought it would. I mean, I know yeah. it's not like ankle support high, like, you know, in, in the eighties and nineties, but it looks pretty tall compared to a lot of the shoes we talked about tonight, which is interesting. What's really crazy is that the, I was wrong. The Trey Young is 140. That has light strike and boost in it. So this, you get full length. So you get double stack zoom in this bad boy and like proprietary weave in it and all these bells and whistles. Is that really $45 more than what light strike and boost offers? No, but you're really paying the Jordan Heritage Premium, because there's the Hughes of the Six in here, the Jordan Brand Premium, just Mike Jordan himself, people will pay more to have a Jordan logo on their sweatshirt versus, you know, a Target Jansport backpack. Let's say backpacks, not sweatshirts. But, you know, you put a Jumpman on it, there's innately going to be an up cost, and people are willing to pay it because they have a positive association with Michael Jordan. So that goes... A long way, I think, for that 45 bucks. Do you need to spend that much? Nick, you're 100% right. No, you do not, especially when, like, you probably have a million Jordans already in the closet. But if you're looking to, like, who poop, like, you're, you're trying to go play basketball a lot and you want that premium vibe, like Mike was saying, this is more of, like, a BMW M5 than, you know, a Chevy Tahoe that the LeBron is or an Escalade like the LeBron is. <laughs> so just di di different vibes, but like that premium for the BM for the M the M badge, is it worth it to everybody? No. But like, if you, if that's really what you're looking for though, and you're willing to pay it and you know, what comes with that extra cost. Hell yeah. Let's go ahead and, you know, yeah. sprinkle some gold on that ice cream. Yeah. What, what's the, uh, what's the price point on the, on the Zion? Zion's 120, which is funny when you look at it next to like the Paul George stuff. And it not, I feel like I'm always bagging on Kyrie. Kyrie stuff is not bad, but this has full length zoom strobel like the um, KD has and a four foot zoom. So it double stacks in the four foot and full length at 120. The material on the upper isn't as nice as the KD. But if you're going to be playing basketball, like not running around on the playground, like wanting to fit in with everybody. Kyrie's are everywhere. That's why I say that kids love Kyrie's, but like if you just want to go play basketball for the exact same price, I'd rather have the Zion than a Kyrie. This, that double stack is nuts and it's, it's lighter than the KD. It's way lighter than the KD. Actually the strap on the KD 14 was really cumbersome across the upper, but is it like the best shoe ever? No. Is it better than like the Chris Paul one, the Russell Westbrook one, Fuck, like the Eddie Jones one, like insert first Jordan signature shoe here. I think we dogged on this shoe a lot when it first came out. Like, it's not supposed to be the greatest thing ever. Think about price points. Nick was saying, what do you want to spend and why should you be spending it? From a purely technical standpoint, I get full length and double stacked in the front for 120, probably 100, maybe even 90 on sale. 85 on sale. Hell yeah. That's like, that's like a good value proposition if you're going to be playing basketball. Maybe when you're on varsity, get these. But if you're starting out, the Zion's a good, really good option. Yeah, think about this, though, because so when someone really is really playing basketball, of course, you want to have something like nice. You don't want to have just an ugly shoe on court. But 
somebody who's really hooping is really going down looking at the tech specs of a shoe to make sure it meets their need. Although the Jordan is dope. I mean, I like the 36. I think it's price kind of high, but if I could catch one closer to the next cycle, like when the 37 comes out and when it's a little cheaper, cool. I don't have to have it when it, when it drops. But someone who's really hooping, that's why you see a lot of Kyries out there because, you know, everyone likes to have a court fill. Everyone thinks they can break someone else's ankles. So they want that, that, that particular uh, item. Or if you see everyone wearing the uh, KDs because that was the first one to really utilize the Zoom Strobel. Same with the, I guess the PG was like second to do it. I feel like a lot of people are more or less looking at the, let's look at the breakdown. It's, I, I feel like when you get to basketball shoes, when you have pure performance, it's not as much about the brand, even though it does come into play. I won't say it doesn't, but I think it really is technology is, is going to be more important to a true hooper than, all right, I got the jump man on the back. Cool, let's go. I don't think it's as important to them as it we would think it would be. Them, no, but the school slash team slash. Oh, no, that's AAU just a money grab. We can't, we, can't, we can't bring them into the mix. I mean, it's, <laughs> it dictates a lot. That's why every brand has affiliation with every single level of basketball mm-hmm. is to start building those relationships. And that's calling nobody out. But, yeah. I mean, real hoopers out there, they want to get you in three stripes when you're in middle school to get you in three stripes when you're in the NBA. Yeah. So. Yeah, it does matter. So like you could I could love the way the Trey Young looks all damn day. But if I'm on Chris Paul's youth basketball team, you ain't playing in America. God damn it. I'm wearing Chris Paul 13s or, you know, 17s. <laughs> and whatever number Chris Paul's on like I'm wearing Jordans. Yeah. And I'm going to like it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like another kind of interesting, interesting topic that we're we'll have to get into in another episode. But like we didn't yeah. touch on like any of the way of Wade stuff. And I think that is the next evolution of. Uh, you, you know, that like bringing people into the company at like a very early stage, right? Mm-hmm. Because leaning is, is obviously positioning themselves to start kind of being more of a force in the United States. Who's to say when they actually start pulling the trigger and, and going for it. But like, as they steadily get more way of weights on people, you know, Dwayne Wade obviously is like, you know, loved by most Americans, most sports fans. And I think that's a great way for them to kind of push into the market because it's only going to be a matter of time before, and and maybe this has already happened. I haven't looked at college stuff, but like Marquette could sign with way of Wade anytime now, right? Like that would be a huge mm-hmm. win for Lee. Nain. That'd be crazy. And, and at that point, you know, we're already seeing some college college guys play in the, um, in the way of Wade, like, or, you know, like not, not like a, a big team. Right. But like the, you know, the lower level teams that aren't on a big, you know, Nike or Adidas contract or something. But I think it's, it's all pushing everything forward so much right now. And thinking too, it's funny. We didn't even talk. I mean, obviously we want to talk about signatures, but you know, like what was like the GT cut pro or whatever. And all those that were supposed to come out. Like they must have got they pushed back off. because I haven't seen anything about those in months, right? But like oh, they dropped well, and there's well, nobody we got, picked them up. We got cut, we got run, but what's the other one? Jump? We don't have jump. That's the one we didn't get. Jump, I think the ones that got they got pushed back. That's the one that's supposed to be basically built like a LeBron that has so much tech in it, it'd probably be a two hundred dollar shoe. But people didn't like the way the run felt. They said it felt weird with the cushioning off the ground. The cut was amazing, I think. I mean, I haven't personally tried it, but just from reviews and people playing it, that one looks solid. I still want to try that one out. Uh, I feel like it could be able to get it a really good discount here shortly. 
But yeah, I mean, if it's not signature, it doesn't move the needle. And that's a whole worth a different conversation. So there. many follow up questions. Yeah. So, but, so I guess to wrap what out of what we've talked about, what shoe excites you the most? Also, what player do you think has the most potential to like actually become the next, you know, I don't want to put like the next Jordan or something, but like the next big thing, right? Because right now it feels like the NBA is wide open. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, like when I think of the NBA, I don't think even LeBron, right? Like, yeah, LeBron is LeBron, but I don't think of him as like the sneaker face of the NBA. I think especially after seeing the Olympics this past summer, Luca in this 36, man. I mean, because Luca in the 35, Luca in the 34, Luca in the NBA has been impressive. So it's like one more year of seasoning. But seeing that dude, it's like, and he's tossed people in the Olympics. I mean, on the global scale since he was like 15. So that's nothing new. But just like seeing him against other NBA level talent in the world, Luca's the truth, man. And like, if he pops off one more year, he's definitely going to get a shoe. But Luca in the 36, I'm very ex- excited to see what kind of just like 2K numbers he can put up and if they're going to be good. See, what about you, Nick? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good point to make. Cause he just signed with WME, which is like, you know, one of the biggest agencies in the world that's not run by LeBron's friends. So <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, like you'll start Isn't seeing that funny like, though, too. He's like, I'm not doing that rich Paul stuff. Cause he's competitive. He wants to win. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, and I think that's the thing, right? Like it's, it's tough for, you know, younger athletes to balance that. I'm a fan of these guys that I'm about to beat and, you know, push off the court, but also like, I want my own shit. <laughs> so, yeah. um, honestly, I, I think I'm most excited about Langston Galloway stuff. If he's able to, to, you know, push that forward and kind of, all encompassing his lifestyle to get the, to get his fans to support and buy that shoe. I think that's a huge opportunity. I think it's kind of like Spencer Dinwiddie, like, you know, there's just a ton of opportunity for these guys to really kind of carve out their own lane. And I hope that sneakerheads and consumers understand that selling a thousand pairs of your own shoe at 120 or $130 when you're the person that's making the money off of it is way more valuable than selling 10,000 shoes of some limited edition colorway for 100%. a big brand. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge risk that you're taking to do that. But the payoff and the potential to me is, is awesome. You know, like, so I'm, I'm excited about that one probably the most, but I think it's going to be, I, I really like the Anta stuff right now. Like I think all those designs look really, really good. And hopefully at some point they make them big enough that I can get a pair. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm still waiting. I'm looking at the Curry stuff just cause he's got his own, like he's really got their whole, his whole segment with Under Armour now where he's kind of distancing himself from the, that big logo move more to his own thing. And just the first design where he left just purely Under Armour to the Curry brand, to this next design to the nine, I think that is something special. Um, so I'm really looking at that one for him to be like, not necessarily like, again, not the next Jordan, but the the next really big, maybe, you know, people wearing people under the Curry brand 
people under, under Team Curry, I think that's going to be something we may be seeing, you know, towards, you know, the latter parts of his career. And when he retires, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, something big with that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. I mean, I think the other thing is, like, it's interesting to think that you've got Curry, Langston, and Clay all on the Warriors kind of looking at a comeback with a bunch of, you know, like a chip on their shoulder, to say the least, right? But all of them have, like, there's not the there's not the KD, right? There's not the big Nike brand guy there, right? Like, Draymond obviously yep. is still going to be wearing Nikes, but... He's, he's not his own signature shoe and he's not pushing sales the way that KD would, which is really interesting to kind of see because we haven't really seen, we haven't really seen much diversity and we didn't even talk about Giannis's stuff. Cause I think Giannis is still the best signature shoe on the Nike line, but I know a lot of people don't really like his shoes that much. So. Don't, don't forget Draymond went to Converse. So he's not been wearing Nike yeah. stuff anymore. Oh, yeah, Converse, yeah. We can almost have a part two of this next week. We might have to follow up the first week of the season. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I guess uh, we'll we'll wrap there because I feel like we could keep going for a long time. Um, and maybe we'll maybe we'll get into, like, the team stuff, some of the other shoes that are out there on, the, on a future episode. Maybe we wait till the season kicks off so we can see what yeah. people are wearing over the next few days. So I, what do we got, like? Two weeks. A I week? Think. Oh, okay. That was two. I think it's two, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. down the street, basically. <laughs> yeah, right around the corner. All right, well, uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, you can follow me at Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. More importantly, follow at Sneaker History, and uh, fellas, let them know how they can find you. Yep. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. You can find me, of course, at Sneaker History, and you can find me on YouTube at Mike Guillory. Robbie, where you at, buddy? Yeah, you can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Right on. Thanks for rocking with us. Make sure you join our Discord, and uh, the link will be in the description, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. See ya. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. We just launched our new merch, including tees, stickers, keychains, and a bunch of other pieces you can grab to show your support for the podcast. You can purchase it now through our companion site, sittingtreasure.com. You can also get access to more episodes of the podcast by joining our Discord community at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Plus, we've got a bunch of other fun things going on in the community, including trivia nights, giveaways, access to sneaker raffles from around the world, release announcements, and my favorite, just good people helping good people get the sneakers they want. Plus, we're not bought by advertisers, investors, or other big money. I'm confident in saying this is the best sneaker community I've ever been a part of. We've also teamed up with a few partners to offer our supporters discounts. You can find some in the links for this episode and even more in our Discord. Give us a try, and if you don't enjoy it, you can always cancel the membership at any time. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of someone showing appreciation. Thank you all for the support, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, 
and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.